Good morning and welcome back to the Flow Track podcast. It is Wednesday, May 20th. My name is Lincoln Shrike, joined today by Gordon Mack back in his home. You look a little sunburned. Is that a result of the uh is that a result of the beach trip? Are you are you spending more time outside? What's going on? Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent result of the beach trip. Uh I got mm. the sunburn in the worst spot. Where do you think there was the worst place to get sunburn? <laughs> Um. Well, on a, on I a mean, not in in like yeah, that, yeah. that would that would normally get okay. exposed when you're on the beach. Uh, like, I mean, your lips, your nose. No, nose wouldn't be the worst. Uh, uh, yeah, lower back. I, I'm just guessing. What What do you got? So, the worst place to get sunburn, which is where I got majority of my sunburn, is the area behind your knee. So the upper calf and lower mm. back of the thigh. And the reason why is because every time you sit, you are yeah, feel it. Press, pressing the the, uh, the sunburn against each other. And then it's when you stand back up and like you release mm. it that like there's mm. just so much pain. It feels like you're getting stabbed in the back of the leg. Uh, I suggest if you are going to lay on the beach on your belly with your legs exposed, got to but spray spray those calves. That's all I got to say. Spray did you, the calves. I did not spray the calves. You, okay, but you did use sunscreen a little bit at least. No, I'm no. I, I have a. I don't. I just. I'm always. I I have a mental hurdle in my head to think that the like sun is gonna do something to my body, right? Because it doesn't seem you can't see it. I feel like you, I don't know. You just like oh, it's just hot. Oh. You, I, I tell myself, oh, if I move around enough, like the sun isn't like gonna bake me, you know, because I feel like you have to stay in one spot to get sunburned. That's what my mind tells me when really that's not true. You could just be in the water and be moving around and you're gonna get sunburned. I don't know. I have a weird mental uh, gymnastic problem with sunburn in my history. My mom does not like yeah. it that I'd never wear sunburn, uh, sunscreen, but I just yeah. keep forgetting. None of that surprises me um, that you have. <laughs> Oh, we could almost call it a conspiracy theory with um, the sun. Yeah, the However, sun ain't real, man. Yeah. Uh, this is not your first time getting burnt, right? Do you get burnt every time? What's that? Oh, you broke up briefly right there. I said, do you get do you get burnt every time you go to the beach? Yes. Every time I'm out in the sun, I get burnt. Uh, okay. I have a feeling Maybe. it's going to come back to haunt me, and I might get, yeah. like, skin oh, cancer God. when I'm, like, 50. Okay. But, okay. uh, you know, it's like people who smoke cigarettes, right? You just, you're doing it and then see what happens. <laughs> That's the best pod. strategy I've ever heard. It is, uh, you know, they, they say you're just always, when you're smoking cigarettes, you just kind of see what happens. I mean, there's not massive warnings all over the label of cigarettes. All right. Well, let's talk about some running stuff, some track and field uh, over your decisions in going outside because we know those are ill-advised uh we start off the show well first off we've got a lot of well not a lot but for this quarantine period of life we have a lot of news uh we start things off another mid-american conference school is cutting a running program this time central michigan cutting track and field and uh they're doing it very obviously to uh well, obviously to save money, but they still want to play football. So they're cutting it right down to the 16-team allowable limit to still play FBS football. But, Gordon, they're going to have to get a waiver from the NCAA, from FBS, to still play football because they're under the the number of teams, men's teams, that is, that are required. They only have five. I think you need six to play football. Uh, that's a big preamble. Were you surprised at all by this? And uh, what was your reaction to this news? Um, I wasn't surprised. Obviously, we are going to see this happen more and more. Um, it kind of, it, I, it's kind, feels like a, a weird coincidence that the it's back to back schools from the same conference. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of interesting what's happening to that MAC conference. Uh, so the MAC conference is one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve teams in the MAC conference. All twelve teams have a have twelve women's cross country programs, twelve women's indoor, twelve women's outdoor programs. But when you look at on the on the men's side, they only have one, two, three, four. What's it now? 
wait, wait, no. One, two, three, four cross-country teams? No, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed, I missed it. They have, I know they have like five or six track teams. So they, have, so, they, so, so they have eight cross-country teams. They now only have four track teams, indoor teams, Ooh. and five outdoor teams. So that conference yeah, we, indoor meet is going to be a quad meet. Yeah, we know with Title IX, I mean, there's always going to be more women's teams than there are men. But I, I think the interesting factor is obviously Central Michigan interested in football here. That's their primary motivator. But they're going to have to get a waiver to play because they cut down their minimum allowable, allowable men's teams to to five, which they need one more unless they get a waiver uh, approved. I mean, Central Michigan, obviously not a powerhouse in track. You feel for the coaches and athletes. I know two coaches lost their jobs and 36 student athletes going to be affected this time, which was about a similar number. Um, I'm not exactly sure what this, the future of Central Michigan's cross-country team is. They still have cross-country. How many kids are going to want to go there to just run cross-country? I mean, I know you can run on, you know, I, I, I assume you can run kind of like how Portland runs track just uh, wear the uniform during the track season and just not compete at a conference meet. But it's a little confusing when you don't have track sponsored. I don't know how you could possibly convince kids to just go run cross country there. So it's cool. a big negative for the program. What I just want to say uh, is um, the, the big question is, is, is Akron's move is central Michigan's move eliminating parts of their men's teams? Uh, is it, are the dominoes just going to keep falling here, whether it be in the Mac conference or bigger programs, other areas of in the NCAA division two, II, division three, this seems like this is just the beginning of the levy breaking. And so it's impossible to predict who else is going to make cuts, but you know, if these mid-major schools are doing it, uh, I, I got a feeling we're going to continue to see schools at that level cutting track i don't think we're ready to say i mean obviously we're not going to see oregon or stanford cutting but that it raises the possibility when these schools are are, are doing it that that um certainly schools at, the, at their level are going to do it and schools at division two and, and possibly division three as well so there's more to come yeah and just to kind of like the optics it's gonna be really weird especially in the mac i mean the MAC indoor championships there's gonna be 12 women's teams all competing and then just five men's teams in Bowling Green, yeah. Central Michigan, Miami, Ohio, doesn't have indoor. Illinois, Western Michigan, all don't have men's programs. So it's it's just wild. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I did a whole breakdown, which we're going to kind of release on the site either today or tomorrow or Friday of kind of seeing what conferences look like with like their breakdown of do they – field full cross-country programs or just indoor just outdoor men's versus women's to kind of get a a taste of how much how many teams are missing you know how many schools don't have programs that run track or cross-country uh looking at it so i did a little breakdown um of like the numbers a bit so right now women's cross-country there are 350 women. This is all D1. There are 350 women's cross-country programs out of 353, which is pretty good. So there's only three yeah. teams that don't have women's cross-country. Uh, for perspective, um, football only has 72% of teams. So there's only 72% of D1 programs have a football program. 75% have a men's indoor program. 81% have a men's outdoor 90 men's cross 93 women's indoor 96 women's outdoor 99% women's cross and then hundred percent men's basketball. So right now track is on the men's side, at least the women's side track is staying between 93 to 99% across those three sports. But on the men's side, it's right now 75% to 90% across those three sports. There are a total of 87 men's indoor track programs that don't exist. 87. Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 75, well, I, mean, I mean, what were you saying? Yeah. I was just, we know that that's, it's going to be the men's side of things that's going to be targeted to to remove sports. Like we said, in the wake of Title IX. I mean, you can be a fan or, or not. It's uh, of Title IX, but that that's the way it's going to be and and. and track is is an easy target i think because it doesn't bring in it doesn't bring in money and particularly when you talk about 
some schools that maybe aren't competitive in those sports, even if it it almost seems like it's an excuse to remove those programs because it's not incredibly expensive relative to other sports to to uh, to hold these these to host these sports. Um, but it's always going to be almost an, a convenient scapegoat to eliminate just because of the fact that you look at the, the numbers and it's always going to be uh, a losing venture. And, and listen, I, I do feel for some of these schools, I know that's not a popular opinion among the running community, but if you're trying to have a product that as, a, as an athletic department that makes money and football is your key and you need to cut costs because you're seeing enrollment go down in the wake of the pandemic um you kind of understand it to some degree it hurts those individual athletes and coaches but for the most part most people are going to say track and field doesn't do anything for our school and that that's just a it's a shortcoming of our sport unfortunately um certain programs are going to be viewed as somewhat irrelevant in the eyes of their school especially if they're not competitive and i think that was the uh the problem here it's not a good thing by any means i mean track and field still has value outside of just being competitive at the conference level or national level um but this is reality when we're in when everyone across the con- country is tightening the their belts you know i think the latest report 36 million people are out of work uh this is the reality and unfortunately i think it's going to continue here and when football is the money maker they're going to do anything to support it and that includes making tough decisions and that's what we're seeing here and this like i said is just the start and i don't know what else we can do about this aside from GoFundMes for programs or something i mean that's just that they're but they're gonna this this is the reality we're in right now i mean there is a little bit of a perspective silver lining uh i mean you look at like from uh nca has like a uh i went i get i did a lot of deep diving last uh yesterday on the kind of the breakdown of the analytics of this whole thing so right now uh they're on the men's side because men's the ones that's been cut right so there's 90 percent of the programs have a cross-country team 82 percent outdoor 75 percent have indoor but now let's go the trend has pretty much stayed has been going down but not really i mean 40 years ago, so the 1981 to 1982 season, there were 93% of the programs had cross-country, and now it's 90. So it's gone down 3% over 40 years. On the outdoor side, in 1981, 83% had men's outdoor. Now in 2020, 82%. So it's only going down 1%. On indoor, 76 had men's indoor in 1981. Now only 75%. So it actually has gone up over the past 10 years, there was a point when it was 74% in 2010 and 10 years later, it's now at 75%. Mm-hmm. So like in a, in a way, like obviously every program that's gets cut is more, is, is not just a number, right? It, it has history with that program, the alumni, the current athletes, the, the previous athletes all feel it. And you know, the, like, for instance, the Akron and the central Michigan community get hit a lot harder than someone who lives in like Washington, like, oh, okay, the, uh, a school in Ohio got cut or school in Michigan, right? So it does hurt that community. But in general, at least we're not dropping like flies in the like 10% range. When you look at historically, I mean, for over 40 years, only 1% of the programs being cut or like 1% of the total programs being only a drop in 1%, that's not bad. When you think about perspective, uh, but I just think this obviously the pandemic is the catalyst that people feared, of which we could start to see those numbers drop dramatically. My my question is: Is there anything the I, I don't know financially or whatnot? Is there anything the NCAA can do because the optics of this is is ultimately not going to be good on them either? And and I know the financial situation is just what it is, but can the NCAA buoy any of these programs? Because if you're going to start to see schools just cutting track and field left and right to to save you know to make do and to try to have their still support their big sports it's it's not a it's not a great look obviously it's not publicity like like there would be if if i don't know a major school somehow had to cut football but 
it's still not it's it's not a good look when when something like this hits and all of a sudden schools have to start cutting a, a an Olympics sport. Um, I have no idea what it would look like, but I wonder if NCAA could possibly help out here at all because the, the, if this continues to happen, um, I think it ultimately reflects bad not only on the universities but 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 particularly so on the on the NCAA. I mean, again, this is kind of people may not want to hear this, but I honestly think NCA doesn't look at again, they're 353 Division one programs, 353. two of mm-hmm. them have now made cuts to to yeah, the track so small number. two out of 353. you know when you're NCAA and you hear that that's that's not like a, a huge impact in there you know it doesn't it doesn't that's probably it's a footnote in in a weird way now to the those communities and to the running community it's more than a footnote it is a big deal but unfortunately the NCA operates with you know 20 sports right two 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 genders like in the end like it's just they, they have such a bigger net the division 1 division 2 II, division 3 that when just one program or even if it was like to be honest there could be 20 track programs that could get cut and I still think the NCAA would be like, oh, okay, we we went from 280 to 260. Okay, you know we still support yeah. 260 programs. So, well, what's it going to take us, then? I mean, what's it going to take to get your attention? What level of program is it that's that's being cut? I, like I said, Oregon, Stanford not getting cut unless the apocalypse happens. But uh, I mean, we got these mid-major schools right now cutting men's men's athletics uh track cross country track field what have you i mean what what's what level of school is gonna get your attention i suppose i mean the level of schools gets my attention personally like because i'm track fan and you know you never want to see it but i'm just saying that to get the attention of mark emmert it's i I really the only way you get the attention is if like 20 percent of power five schools all start axing multiple sports mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because yeah. there's yeah, i mean yeah. you think there's a lot of power five schools out there that only that support like the bare minimum of sports right you know like they don't right we we kind of are lucky that running is like that one sport where uh, most schools decide to sponsor it i mean you look at other sports like not everyone is having has wrestling not everyone right. does swimming. Not everyone is doing field hockey. Not everyone is doing gymnastics, you know? So, I mean, you think about this. I feel like I'm not – I haven't looked at the numbers, but, like, but like I try to find a different sport where say, like – say you're a big – here we go, yeah. Like fencing, right? Heck, yeah. Say you're a big fencing, big fencing fan. Only 7% of division one schools have women's fencing seven percent yeah but it's an irrelevant sport i think the fans of fencing would be like it's not a real sport at ncaa level just like bowling's not a real sport at the ncaa level right i mean you think of you think that's just what you you don't want you think a fencing fan but you think a fencing fan thinks their sport's not real no i don't think that's the 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 question here it's more of i mean i think you look at akron and you say specifically and you look at somebody like Clayton Murphy who came out of there and graduated and then became an Olympic bronze medalist it's you're hoping at the highest level that this doesn't stunt the growth of some next star at the US level and programs continue to do this and you know the 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 college program is our best minor league system and as it is for every sport and uh if this continues to happen, there's a chance at the highest level of the sport that you're losing a future star because programs are deciding not to support this. Now, of course, they, those are those athletes are few and far between, and for the most part, it's for lack of a better term, athletes that are irrelevant um, on the national or international stage. But I, I, there's a lot of things to be upset about. But I think losing a, a, a chance to develop somebody who's who's and of course, that athlete will go elsewhere. I, I, I understand that, but um, there there are certain things you can't replace when you cut individual programs. And um, I don't know. It's it's just a, it's a, it's a real shame. And I, I will say, Central Michigan choosing to honor 
all their athlete scholarships, even the athletes that had signed to come to come into the program. Probably many will transfer, but that there's at least the academic support is a, is at least a nice silver lining for some of those kids. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is a vast majority of sports that the NCAA has, a vast majority, like men's soccer, you know, uh, gymnastics, all these sports. A lot of them, the the the, the super weird sports have participation at like under 10%, but a lot of these other sports are in the forties to 60%. So therefore yeah. I, that that's when we are talking about going from 70 on the men's side, 80 to 75% participation to 60 to 65. That's a huge drop, right? And it's going to hit the track community really hard. But from the NCAA's perspective, it's like, you're complaining about having 60 to 65% participation. Look at all the others, these other sports with 40 to 10%, you know? So mm. that's why I think NCAA won't really ever give track any special treatment to kind of save track because yeah. the NCAA isn't in the business of saving track. The NCAA is in the business of making sure March Madness goes on and football generates revenue to pay for all these other sports. I mean, right? yeah, I, I will say, I mean, track affects a lot more people than fencing just on the the numbers i mean track is a is a high participation sport so in that regard uh cutting that will be a you know cutting 10 percent is affects a lot of people and you're right of course we can assume i mean swimming that the Men's NCAA is cares about march madness and 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 the 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 fbs football schools as their money maker but it, it's still there's numbers there to contend with when you when you start eliminating track programs. But men's swimming has the same uh, roster size. So men's swimming roster is about 28 average. They have 37% participation mm -hmm. compared to tracks 80. You know, again, yeah. I... Okay. We, 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 I, I think the problem is... The so are, are we crying over only spilled milk here? Is that what you're saying? We're crying over spilled milk? We shouldn't worry about this? It's just, I think it's the start of a trend that we're worried about here. Yeah, it is. Again, we should be worried about it, but perspective-wise, our sport is doing pretty good compared to a lot of other sports. That's okay. all I'm trying to say. All right. All right. You know? Fair enough. Um, let's move on to another topic. Uh, some running did happen Imagine at the high school. you're a big swimming fan and you see us. Yeah. Yeah. Huge swimming fan. You know Sorry. me, Michael Phelps, all the way. All right. Moving on. Um, in, in a little town called Denton, Texas, we had a 3,200-meter time trial. Most of the time, that wouldn't make a lot of news. Not Denton, not known for their track and field necessarily. However, Texas high school junior Bryn Brown ran 939 for 3,200 meters. Of course, it was unofficial in the sense that it was not a real race. It was paced by two male pacers. Uh, but 939, that is eight seconds under Caitlin Tui's national record. Is Of course, won't count as a national record. But 939, very, very significant. That'll perk up the the ears and eyes of some college coaches. She's only a junior. Uh, what did you think about this performance? I mean, shocked, I would say. You know, one to do it. The one kind of like, I mean, she, looking at her times, I mean, I guess she was due for a breakout. I mean, she was the state champ in the third. She, she won basically every race she ran. Uh, she was a... She won the mile at the 1600 and the 30 at the Texas State meet last year. Yeah. She won almost every cross country race until she got to NXN, where she got 23rd, which is still pretty good. But like, no one is really thinking about the 23rd cross country runner, you know, right now because everyone, you know, you think about the people who are finishing the top five, top seven. So I was shocked because of who it was, because like, all right, well, okay, but now it's like, all right, this is her breakout moment. And then you're double shocked because she's doing it in this environment, right? Where there's yeah. like, you're training by yourself. You're you're just going through the motions with no season. Like, how do you stay motivated when you have no, you know, teammates, no, you know, state championship to 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 run for? And then she goes on her own local track and rips the fastest time ever by a high school girl, which is just crazy. You know, it's just like. I, that's that's motivation to 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 have no to have no uh like championship carrot to train for, and then mm -hmm. you go out and you run 
not just like a top 10 all time, but like the fastest you break Caitlin Tui's mark, you know, that, that means she was determined. I mean, she kind of made some news um, a few weeks earlier with her workout, uh, which was mm-hmm. a pretty impressive workout where she ran, what was it four by 1600 or five by 1600? I don't know what it was. Do you know what I'm talking about? I read some of that. That didn't catch my attention nearly as much as the 939. But yes, yeah. I read that in the she, in the article. She had four sub five minute miles. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. The question is, does she need to be this fit? I don't want to criticize too much a high school girl, but does she need to be this fit right now? Uh, is that the best thing for her development? Is is you know it's a little curious that she's running this fit. I think as a high school junior, it's would be nice to kind of take a break and let the body rest. 939 is, is fantastic. And maybe it'll prompt a response from Caitlin Tui. And maybe Bren Brown is a, is a future mega star. I'm just, I'm a little wary when you don't see this from the college athletes or the professional athletes necessarily right now. I know the Inga Britsons, we're going to talk about them. They're going to chase a, a fast time, but you're not seeing those athletes go out and bust fast performances and ripping hard workouts right now. I'm not sure why the high schoolers need to be doing this much. Is this a trend that we really want to see during this time? I, mean, I, I think occasionally it's good to to get out there and run fast, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being an idiot. I'm putting my foot in my mouth, but good for her yeah. and it'll help her recruiting going forward but uh I, I i just i don't know i just find myself being like is that necessary at this time right now i think it is i think what what else what else is she gonna do like you can't i mean you she's not like she's out there like running these fast times week in and week out and burning her body out i mean she ran a fast time in may like it's not like she's trying to rip a a world lead in in uh, January, where like, hey, kind of take it easy, build. I mean, we're in the if you perspective wise, May twentieth is like a, I mean, I guess you did May nine, May eighteenth or nineteenth, but like end of May is like a time when people start running fast. I mean, people rip fast yeah, times okay. on Peyton Jordan in early May. So, me. calendar wise, I think it's okay. I I would only get concerned if she's like doing it week in and week out and kind of burning herself out. But yeah. maybe okay. she like spent like three months or two months building up to this moment. And this was like, all right, I'm going to have a fast time trial end of May. Let's see what happens. Now, okay, if we come enough. back and we see, I'll be like, all right, you need to chill out. Don't, you don't need to be running new PRs every, every other moment. But I think for yeah. this one moment, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, it does Tui respond, do you think? I don't know if she's healthy right now. I don't know what's going on. I know she's going to NC State in the fall if if campuses are open. That's, you know, assuming a little bit there. But does Tui try to – does Tui look at this and say, oh, that's not a real national record. You had a m- male pacer in front of you and behind you, and this was just a time trial. Or does she say, uh, I, I don't want this publicity. I need to take this back. I'm going to try to rip something faster. I mean, I would like to think – that that would happen because that would be great because it would be like, ooh, anything you can do, I can do better. Mantra would be mm-hmm. fun for the sport. But I think Caitlin Tui looks back at her high school career and be like, I've done enough. I don't need to, I don't need to go out there right now to kind of prove anything. My career speaks for itself. I'm just going to take time and get ready to be a star freshman for NC State. That's, I think she's, I think she's, I think mm. she has graduated mentally from, being high school runner and is now just focused on, okay, now I got to prepare myself for a 6K in November. The pacing for this effort really was was on point. She came through the mile or 1600 at right around 449, 450, and just came came home in the exact same amount of time. I you know maybe this was perfectly suited for her i because in the sense that most high school races aren't going to be you know you see in a boys two mile that they'll go out in like 62 and it's just you're you're a young athlete learning how to pace this was well thought through and and maybe she doesn't run that this fast in a traditional race but this was uh this was ideal for her because in high school you just don't see paced efforts that are done well typically but this was definitely that and uh when things are done evenly you get to see what some of these young kids can do 
I mean, I mean that's a big reason we had that was because you had two male pacers who can hit these marks at a easier it's 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 an easier effort for the men to do it so therefore it's easier for them to stay on on cue to make sure they're hitting these 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 quarter mile splits and so right that was a big reason i mean you don't have that i mean you especially at the high school level like to find a good pacer for high school races is very hard i mean typically a lot of these high school kids run these all-time great marks in pro fields because the pro fields yeah. have pros running, you know, running the correct way, you know, high school dual meets, high school championships are all just like run till you die. Right. But yeah, in this situation, she basically created a virtual pro meet having the male Pacers for her. Yeah. Now, if I have to be critical, I, I think the Pacers were within the, the six feet allowable. So not sure who those guys were, but social distancing things. It does, not only did we not have it's not an official national record, but they're breaking social distancing. I don't know. I don't know if I can show this to my son. I think it's NSFW. It's just not. It's not during this time. It's not. It's not. It's not quite there. When sixteen and seventeen year olds start dropping like flies, then maybe it'll be okay. But until then, I think they're. Oh, gonna, I think these kids. I think these kids are fine. I don't think they're uh, mm -hmm. going to get COVID by running a nine. 39 3200 meter together mm -hmm. that's just my what opinion. are you drinking out of that is that a witch witch cup or buffalo wild wings oh it's a witch it's a witch witch cup i i have two okay. um got I it i guess you get you get to keep it it's a great it's a great cup man you get so mm. much liquid in one cup great for thing about big cups. working from home you you know you don't and sometimes i don't really, really like water bottles because you kind of feel like your mouth is kind of mm -hmm. getting all sloppy on the the, the bottle so here's a, a nice open cup, you know, mm -hmm. it's free, but yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, do you think any other, so we talked about Caitlin Tui responding. I don't think she will. Cause I think she's kind of like, whatever, I'm the goat who cares. But do you think there is going to be a, a high school boys sub four mile? I read about a mile split. That's going to happen on Saturday with some top oh. guys. Uh, is Nico young in this race? Unfortunately he is not. Well, so, then it's not going to happen. What do you mean? Well, the race the, is going to happen. But you, he's the only dude. The, not really. There's some guys. Is Cole, Cole Sprout going to be in there? I heard Cole Sprout ran fast in Colorado at some point. Is he going to be in this? Let me find out. So Cole Sprout's in it. Oh. Leo okay. Doshbach of Arizona. Okay, yeah, that guy's Thomas good. Boyden. Easton Allred. I don't know who that is. Yeah, some good guys. There's a pacer. Okay. Where's this at? So there's, there's there's three legit guys who are in there. Sprout, Doshbach, who's going to Washington. Sprout, I think, is going to Oregon or Stanford. Yeah. I don't know. Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. And then Thomas Boyden so. and Easton Allred are pretty good. So now, these all these I guys mean, are getting together. Where is this race? It's going to happen in California, and they're not going to tell you, Lincoln, because you're going to come in and and this shame is, them for being five feet apart is, and not six. No one is following rules anymore. What are what are we doing? <laughs> We're <laughs> I think we're. Hey, man, we. I, I. I ate at a restaurant last week. It was great. I went to the beach. I mean, I'm happy. I'm not under your household. I guess, I'm a, uh, so yeah, I'm I guess to... restrictions are being lifted, but I don't know. It just seems like these high schoolers are being a little over eager. But hey, whatever. I mean, if if you're doing it for some for some entertainment and you really wanted to have, I guess I don't understand the pain of like losing your senior track season. Uh, so why not? go for it i I'm, i guess i'm just on the fence i'm not going to be like too much of a curmudgeon but it's just like man these high schoolers are really going for it and uh you got athletes crossing state lines to to go for this i mean uh i don't know i guess i'll be interested somewhat tuning in to see how this goes down now we could talk about the high schoolers the professionals have not done a lot outside of the ultimate garden clashes but we do have a running event today the ingebrigtsen's somewhere in norway Jakob and Henrik are going to chase the road 5k national record of 1337. I assume Jakob will smash this, but uh, what do you think? And what do you, what do you expect to see here in this road 5k? Well, is it going to count? Is it like officially? I timed? think so. Yeah, because I think it, it will count because they've measured the course. 
and remember, according to World Athletics, I mean, they're still counting records, right? I mean, I know road yeah. stuff doesn't road five Ks don't count for a standard or anything like that, but but and um, well, I mean, like, but print, the Prince record thirty two hundred didn't count, but like this is gonna count, right? But it's this counting. is that, yeah. I'm, I'm curious why. I mean, that looks like that was on a track and maybe didn't have a rail. I don't know what the official rules are for national high school records. It gets a little complicated, but. That doesn't count because she had male pay. I mean, you can't run it in a male race, I assume. This is, they're obviously targeting targeting it to be official because they measured the course and it complies with World Athletics. So this is uh, slightly more legit. Who do you think is behind uh, the reason for this race? Because I really doubt that the Ingebrigtsens are like clamoring to be like, we have the road Norwegian record, right? It's like, it's not like an impressive mark, right? So what do you think is their motivation to do this? Are they doing it for some TV show or like they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're just bored? Is this a on board race? They're trying out for uh, Norway's Got Talent and this is their submission is um them running a road 5k it's gonna be kind of weird as the judges like watch a video for 13 and a half minutes of them just ripping on on the roads but uh yeah this is their submission no uh what is their their goal is probably to event have the ingebrigtsen name own every single norwegian distance record from 1500 up to marathon so they've got to get to work you know i know they've got a lot of the track records of course but Moen, uh, he's got that got that 5K record, and I think he has the the marathon record as well. So the, there's a couple that they're going to have to get to work on, and this one's easier than the marathon. You're not going to have 19 year old Jakob run the marathon right now. The motivation or who's pushing this? I mean, maybe Dad, but I also think these athletes are eager to go. I mean, uh, you know, Jakob didn't run an indoor season, so he hasn't raced all year, so he's going to be clamoring to get ready to go. And uh, also, it's just. They're going to be running the impossible games coming up in Oslo in less than a month, so they gotta they gotta be prepared for whatever they do there. So it, they they have a little mini season of sorts going, and uh, r- restrictions are a little looser in Europe. So I think they're going to be planning on running a, a Diamond League season. You know, so they have a real season to look forward to. What do you think the atmosphere is going to be like? in Norway for it? Like, do you think people are going to be lining the streets for it? Or is it like, are they going to just be like running by like women with strollers and just like, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, it's cut up like where like it's partition. Like how do they deal with traffic? Like, are they closing the roads for these, for these dudes to run this? Cause it's not like an official, like community 5k, you know, it's just like, Hey, we're, we're doing it on our own. These are all questions I have and haven't been able to glean from the uh, Google Translate Norwegian articles I'm reading, and my Nor- Norwegian sources have also gone dark uh, of of late. But I imagine that there have been some road closures. I also imagine it's not too difficult to find quiet neighborhoods in wherever they're at in a city called Stavanger. Stavanger. Let's see the population of Stavanger where they're running. Yeah, it's a population of 130,000. It's a it's a coastal town. So I don't imagine the traffic is incredible right now, uh, but I do do think it also wouldn't be for two of the bigger sports heroes in the country to just be like, hey, we want to, for like 30 minutes here, we're going to close down these roads and local governments probably like those roads didn't need to be closed. There's not much many people doing anything right now. Uh, but sure, we'll go ahead and cone it off, cordon it off for you. And so they're fine. I mean, this isn't like trying to like shut down New York City for, for 30 minutes. Like this is... This is Stavanger, Norway. Not not a ton going on there. How great though would it be if they had to stop like at a light, be like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were jogging in place to keep it going. All right, yeah, all right, go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do you think they're they gonna right through? Do you think they're mm-hmm. trying to? Do you think it's not really about the Norwegian record, but more about trying to get a Strava segment PR? <laughs> I imagine that's probably the case. I bet they've done some time trials on this course though. Um, what what are our time predictions though? That could be you could be onto something there. But what are your time projection predict? So what's the record? Projections. Thirteen thirty seven. Thirteen thirty seven. So they're going to run faster than that. Yeah. I think at least Jakob. Run... I don't know. I don't have as much faith in Henrik anymore. But at least Jakob. 
Yeah, because they said they're trying to break it, so they're going to break it. If they said, oh, we're going to run a 5K, they're going to run like 1354. But when you say mm. we are trying to do this, they're going to break it. I think they end up running like 1330. 1333.5. Hmm. What, what I'm would gonna you go say into the, the line 1330, line I think. I, I, I would put it at 1320s. I think they run 1320s. Why? Jakob's run 1301. He ran 1301 last year as an 18 year old or whatever. He's run yeah. 330 uh, in the 1500. He's going to run under three, 1330. I'm going to go 1325. Okay. So uh, let's, let's, let's okay. Hold on. This. Okay. Let's do Joshua checked the guy ran 1251 on the roads. 1251. I think. Lil Britson can run in the 1320s. Yes, I agree. He can run in the 1320s. I'm not saying he can't. What I'm saying is he won't. There's a difference between can't and won't. Can't means you can't do it. That's won't means me. you choose not to do it. He, he's going to choose not yeah. to. I'm will, I'll take the over of 1330. You can take the under, and then we'll come back. Mm-hmm. We, we'll, we'll, we'll settle this on the, the pod. We're, we're filming multiple pods today coming up. We won't tell you who it is. We've got some special guests coming out. Thursday and Friday pods. It's going to be great. Uh, once you hear about the Thursday pod, you'll probably figure out who the Friday pod is. Uh, they're related. Not related, but they're kind of related, but not actually related, but they're related. Does that make sense? No, but that's okay. Should, I, know what, I kind of know what you're getting at. We are going to be recording another pod at 1 o'clock, or what, I think. No, at noon. Oh, it's at New, but will the race be happening during the pod recording? No, unfortunately not. No. Well, that would be fun to wa- live right watch at, it. Gonna go off right at at one p.m. Hopefully, hopefully they get started right away. I'm eager. I'm I'm gonna be ready to live blog that bad boy. I'm excited for Jakob to to crush your dreams and run under thirteen thirty. But that's I think that's a good line. You're saying thirteen thirty three. I'm gonna go thirteen twenty five. Uh, We'll see. It's 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 all we have right now as far as running. There hasn't been a lot. We it got is. high school time high school time trials and and road five Ks in Stavanger, Norway. Here we go. Track and field. Do you think Norway is a good uh tourist town? A tourist country? What country? Would you, have you ever been to Norway? Would you ever think about going to no. Norway? Yeah, I'd love to go to Norway. Oh. What's the difference between Norway? <laughs> it's gonna sound like a dumb American. What's the mm-hmm. difference in Norway? I because I totally feel like they're kind of connected in a question. weird way. What was right? your question? The, 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 what was the question? What's the difference between Sweden? What's the difference between Sweden and Norway? Uh, they're t- the two different countries. Well, I know, I know that, I know that, mm-hmm. but like. I kind of everyone feel like everyone kind of combines them the Nordic countries, right? That's what they are, the Nordic. So like, okay. do, are they the same vibe, or is one like is one like California, the other one's like New York? You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, Sweden, um, I think they probably have different languages. Uh, there's that. Um, you know, they are neighboring countries. I think the population in Sweden is significantly higher. Let me let me check that. I think of Swedish people as having blonde hair and Norwegians uh, having more of a mixture. I don't know, but Sweden's about to double the size as far as population as as Norway. Um, but no, they're not the same place. They they are both Scandinavian uh, c- countries, but. Uh, Right now, Norway has the advantage as far as distance runners because of the Britsons. But yeah, teaching you geography is always a highlight of of this uh, of this podcast. It is a highlight. So, um, what what do we what do we need next? If we got these high school time trials. We got Inga Britsons running five k's. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you want to see? You got you got the Garden Clash. If you are Seb Co, what are you doing? You're you're Sebco and you're told to do something, not Sebco, because I know okay. what you'll say is do nothing. That's what you originally what, mm, what you would no. say. What what should we try to do next? Um yeah. until we get to the actual Well, race. let's see how this road race goes and maybe we can try to have some athletes do road races if those are capable of being, you know, 
within restrictions. I know that some things have relaxed, but the numbers in the pandemic still kind of say that it's a little ill-advised, at least in this country. Um, I think you wait it out and you hope for the numbers to improve as far as the pandemic. And you say, let's go with this diamond link schedule that we have. And uh, I don't think we need any additional things. I mean, we're about to have this June 11th meet in Oslo, the impossible games. And then we're going to hopefully have track two months after that in August. So you want the athletes to get as fit as possible and let's plan for the diamond league to start in a couple months. Yeah. I mean, in the non-track world of sports, I mean, there's constant pro progress being made on how they're going to bring back baseball yeah. and, and basketball. Um, I think based, based on what I've been hearing about basketball, basically mo a, a high majority of players are on board for it. I think like, yeah. especially like someone like LeBron, if LeBron James is on board for something, I think everyone's going to follow suit. If LeBron James is against something, they'll be like, okay, yeah, we shouldn't do it. But I think, they are like we're 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 gonna make this happen, and I think it's gonna happen in July. And I think once we start seeing, I think once the world starts seeing basketball players, NBA basketball players playing, I think the running community are gonna be like, "Hey, I want to. I'm jealous. They get to they get to play sport. I want to start playing sport right. as well." And I think, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be cool. I mean, how great would it be if we got Bowerman to be like to do what the Ingebrigtsens are doing and do their own little local 5k road run in portland like that'll be that'll be awesome on flow track though i'm gonna need that to be on flow track i don't i don't okay. want i don't want to watch on norwegian tv anymore um I'm, I'm ready for this to be live streamed on our platform but yes i'm i'm eager uh you know let's let's keep improving this situation and hopefully we can have sports by the summer i'm, I'm ready to i'm ready to ready to, to see some more things other than, like I said, just high school time trials and, uh, and I don't know, scandiver road races. So, uh, yeah, let's hope things keep continue to improve and we can get real track and field. Is that one of your wife's paint paintings behind you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Peach? Some peaches. Yeah. Those are peach tree. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yep. how, how, do you, do you, have you ever put in any requests to your wife for uh, the type of uh, art to, to draw or to paint? Occasionally, more my son has more sway with that these days. But you know, <laughs> she gets a little tired of doing Spider Man or Darth Vader um, or various. I like how you, you, you my, pretend that you, you pretend your son's one requesting that when really you're you're secretly yeah. asking for the Spider Man or Darth Vaders. I just it's it's I. I'm just following his interests right now. He's going through a villain phase where he likes the villains. Uh, so we've gone through Venom, Darth Vader, Carnage, Green Goblin. Uh, I know these are obviously different. That one Spider-Man ones. Star Wars. Uh, he likes the Stormtroopers as well. I mean, it's just, it's a whole fun thing that I never would have, and, and no perspective. You know, I always thought like, uh, the, you know, just kind of ignore the villains. But now I'm like, I, I don't know. The villains are kind of cool. So uh, we're, we're going through that phase right now. He just got a Darth Vader, uh, whatever you call those, like a, not a doll, but you know, like a figure, figure guy. It's pretty cool. He's got a lightsaber. He just, we just ordered, uh, this may be bad parenting, but he, we've been, um, bribing him to exercise so he ran a mi his second mile of his life the other day with me and we said if you run the full mile you get a lightsaber so he did it and we ordered him a lightsaber and it's coming in a couple days off amazon so get your kids what out you know mile? running well, well so here's the funny thing so his first his first mile time he ran uh a few weeks ago was 1832 he's four years old in case people are curious uh he was on track to pr he was less than a quarter mile away this this last time a couple days ago. He was at like he was at fifteen thirty with like like two hundred meters to go, but he tripped and fell and scraped his knee and of course was crying. And so I picked him up Ooh. and I had to stop the clock and I was holding him. And uh, we stopped the clock at that point. He did get that get back and finish. I think he would be his PR would be somewhere in the sixteen minute range, but uh, you know he tied the clock stopped. So he ran the mile, but we don't know the official time. So for now, his PR is eighteen thirty-two, but he's he's in. I think he's in fourteen to fifteen minute shape if he really got out and ripped it. What? What? Do you remember when you ran your first mile? I'm trying to remember. I when don't. I, ran I my mean, first mile. I mean, I remember in middle school I ran a mile at like seven forty something like that, and I was actually like trying in middle school. 
So that was that, but I don't remember like running like a 12 minute mile or anything as like my first, very first attempt, but for four year old legs, man, that's not, it's not bad. I mean, he obviously like loses focus halfway through and this, but I noticed the other day he was working. Like he was like, actually like I could hear his breathing. Like he was like working the first one when he ran 1830, it was just like, uh, he's kind of just jogging, which is good. But this one, he was like pushing. Good to see. I, I vividly remember my first 800, which was, it was an, mm -hmm. a, an unofficial practice 800. Freshman year of, of high school, I was on the soccer team during the fall and played basketball in the winter. And I was basically joining the track team, which basically joined the cross country team in the spring because I had done other sports. And I was like, I'm good. I'm one of the best runners on my soccer team. I'm going to like come into practice and be like, I was like, I'm going to be, I was like, I chose the 800. I was like, I'm a mid distance guy. This is going to be my, my event. And I was like, what are good times? And they were like, high school, we're like, hey, if you can run like under 210, you're pretty good. That was basically what we said in oh, on wow. the high school That'd team. Be... You, were, you were like, that, like I was like, what? I, yeah, I was like asking, what's a good time? And they're like, people who are good, who are on varsity can run under 210. I was like, okay. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do a time. It was before practice. Like, I didn't know how running worked. So, like, before yeah. actual track practice, I was like, I'm going to run a fast 800 to see what I can do. And I go out and I'm like, all right, it'll be great. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to run like 210 and everyone's going to be like, this is the next big phenom. They have no idea what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And I go out there and I run 250 for an yeah. 800, which was there like very eye-opening because uh, I didn't know how to like, I didn't know what it meant to be like running when you're tired. I've never done that before, you know, because when mm -hmm. you're soccer, you, when you're tired, you stop a little bit and then you go again, right? Even though you're yeah. running constantly, there's a little bit of mini pauses. But I've never like ran more Hard, than like 400 meters all the way, and I ran 250. Luckily, later yeah. that season, I ran. I ran. I ended up running 204 at the end of the year, so it was okay. Oh, wow! But I, I remember 250 felt like, oh man, it was the hardest yeah. 250 I've ever ran. I probably can't run 250 today, which is the ironic part because I'm yeah. Shape, oh, I'm right there with you. Don't worry, we're 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 past our prime. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm happy to just talk about people running fast now. Uh, all right, that'll that'll wrap it up for us. As we mentioned, we got a couple more shows today. We'll we'll run those uh, later in the week for myself, Lincoln Trike. He is Gordon Mack. We'll talk to you next time.